bandwidth for This Week in Photo is provided by the CashFly Content Delivery Network. Send your web content blazingly fast with CashFly. And now, pay as you go. Start with two terabytes free by going to C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com and use the promo code TWIP. Have you ever wanted to go on a photo adventure in and around the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico? Well, come join me and Federico Chiele for an unforgettable adventure. We're heading down February 11th through February 18th of 2017. You can check out all the details at twipwanderlust.com. That's twipwanderlust.com. This is TWIP, episode 497, Good Riddance 2016. So a few of the stories that we tackle on this last show of the year are, say you got a new camera for the holidays, now what? Also, going full-time as an Instagram photographer, is it even possible? And setting photographic goals for the new year, 2017. It's Tuesday, December 27th, 2016, and this is TWIP. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of This Week in Photo, the last episode of this podcast for 2016 as we move into 2017. It's been an interesting year. Here to close out this season, I guess, or this year of TWIPs are two of my friends, Mr. Tim Engel from Tim Engel Photography and JM, aka Joe Giordano from uh, from Baltimore. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey, hey Frederick. Hey, it's good to have you. This is going to be a good show. we got some cool stuff to talk about today. Before we do that, Joe, you haven't been on the show in a while, a long time, because presumably you've been out doing photojournalist stuff. You are like that. Fo- I, was, I was saying before we started recording, you are that real deal photojournalist <laughs> that you, you put yourself in harm's way and inside the action. You cover Come it on, and then you Frederick, share it it's, it's, so that people that couldn't be there for whatever reasons, you know, whether it's they want to be safe or whatever, yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. can, they can understand what's happening. So let, talk about that a little bit, like, you know, during this introduction phase. Sure, sure. Well, I, I did a lot. We were just talking about traveling. I don't do um, a lot of international except when I go over to Europe. But I was in Orlando for the shootings there. I was in Dallas for the shootings there. Um, yeah. I was on the campaign trail with Trump and Hillary. Mm-hmm. So uh, I covered a bunch of Trump rallies. Um, I had floor seats to the uh, RNC and DNC, Uh-oh. which should be on every American's bucket mm-hmm. list is to convention. Uh, convention. It's the most American yeah. thing you'll but, ever experience. Really? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, no, no, no. It, no, just the, the costumes and the outfits and the food. I yeah, had a blast. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be, I'd be, I don't know. Cause it, it's, it, I, I want to go experience one just, just to see the grandeur and just like That's what the I mean. insanity that is a convention, yeah. but it's still like, I don't know. It just seems like, I don't know too much. I just want to vote. I just want to vote and be done with it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want a concert. I want to. I just want to vote and be done with it. No more speeches. Well, I, I the, the closest thing I can compare it to is yeah. um, James Brown coming out in Rocky Three. Live in America. Ah, live in uh, America. That kind of spectacle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. What other country does that? I don't know. They don't. Uh, they yeah. don't. That's well, that's the great thing. And and I, I met, yeah, I, I know. I got I gotta, a, yeah, but if if you're a serious photo nerd, Frederick, which I I think you are, I am. kind of. I, um, am. I got I got I met Martin Parr. Um, I got to hang out with like Scott Pelley and all of these. Um, not Bruce Davidson, but the one who did the big faces, the other Magnum photographer. Um, Bruce, his last name's escaping me right now. 
But uh, yeah, I met all these like photo luminaries, just like, hey, hey, take, take a selfie. Yeah. That's cool. That's, That's cool. Awesome. All right. Also on the show, Mr. Tim Engel. Tim, you are up in the capital of California. Yep. State capital, there. Sacramento. Used to be the governor's stomping grounds up there, and oh, now yeah. you're now you've taken over the reins and are handling things in Sac. That's right. right. And I actually I actually was assigned a few times to shoot events with him, so I did a little bit of photojournalist stuff way back then with the governor. Yeah. Nice. Nice. One of our one of like one of our few celebrity. Uh, we've had like three or four celebrity politicians, um, big name celebrity politicians that have been running things in the country. He's one of them. Yeah. So cool. What have you been up to, Tim? Oh goodness! Just wrapping the year up. Um, I had about I had two big commercial clients that we finished up, um, and I've got a little bit of editing on that left, and then really just gearing up now for next year. Yeah, yeah, it's the end of the year. This is this is end of year stuff, which is going to be interesting. That's part of what I want to talk about in this episode. Um, the first, let's jump into this stuff. The the stories for this week. The first story comes to us from F Stoppers, and essentially they wrote they wrote a nice piece that talks about you know. So you got basically so you got a new camera for Christmas. Now what? Right. So a lot of us we're different, right? Because we're we are kind of in the mix and we know what's new, what's coming out. Most normal mortals don't switch cameras all the time. Or if right. you're like, you know, J.M. Giordano over there, you probably run your camera into the ground and then have to go get a new one. Yeah, <laughs> right? I, I, my, so, my, my D750 is a workhorse, man. It's, uh, it's yeah. still running. It's still running great. That's awesome. See, that those kind of photographers that just, like, beat the heck out of their cameras oh. and use it all the time. And, I'm like, Frederick. oh, it's making a weird sound, but I think I can get another job out of it. And then you go get another one versus, you know, other photographers, probably like me, that are like, oh, there's a there's .05 more megapixels on that new model. I must have it. It can actually go a little higher in the ISO. <laughs> exactly. I know. I, know. I, I can't get up to 68,000 ISO. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. So, so Joe, let's start with you. So, uh, photographers that found a nice new shiny camera under the Christmas tree. Maybe they're not a working pro. Maybe they're an advanced amateur and they shoot for fun and post things online. Now they got a new camera. What should they do first? Uh, I think they should buy themselves or download an old school Kodak how to take photos book. Those are the yeah. best books for lighting. Really, just for for basic one on one. Um, those are the best for lighting, um, metering, just basically learning your camera. Don't just take it out and blow off a bunch of things and wonder why is it doing that. Um, take yeah. t- take a few hours, uh, get the PDF of the Kodak or one of the John Hedgeco books, which is great, um, and, and really um, get get to know your camera because I think just a little bit of time taken on skill, you'll be happier with the results and less angry with the camera. This isn't yeah, working. No, I totally why why can't I that. get this lighting? Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch. I remember having like a whole bookshelf full of those old photo books on yeah, I do. You know, including the Ansel Adams series and all that. I still have them, but a lot of them are digital now, so they're yeah. on my iPad. But there's they, remember those books? I remember the ones that got me the most were the ones that were on special effect photography. I have those. Oh, yeah, you I know, collect them. Showing how to do double exposures and you know, different kind of effects like that. That's what got me into the dark room, wanting to yeah. do that kind of stuff. Yep. And now it's like you could do it with your thumb on your phone while you're waiting on your order at Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, right. But, right, but that's the thing. So you, you would think if you invested in a camera, you'd want to go beyond the, the iPhone, Instagram type stuff, you know, and actually yeah. get to learn your machine. 
Yeah. 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 I think that's really good advice. Like just because the principles of photography, which is photography, recording light, right? Don't they haven't changed. The tools have changed insanely. Right. right? The the tools are getting better and better and we're getting more and more features. But as far as I know, the photon hasn't changed (laughs) since since the sun was created. Right. Nope. Yeah, it's not going to change. Tim, what about you, man? You got Someone has a new camera sitting underneath the tree. What should they do first? Well, Joe like, says, go get a book and, and start there. What do you say? Yeah, and I'm part of groups that actually this question comes up on a regular basis on these little threads. And, yeah. um, you know, as much as they hate it, or as much as we like despise picking up a manual, um, I say just pick up the manual and I say pick an icon of your between your sports or your flower icon or whichever icon you have, read that icon, go outside, shoot with it, you know, come back, look at it, you know, but pick a different icon. I said, you know, if you really want to get into one icon a day, that's really good. Yeah. Um, That's a great idea. Yep. Yep. That's a good idea. And I, that's part of my process. I don't take, I think I'm going to modify it and take your advice him. Cause I, when I get a new camera, I'll do that. I'll sit on the couch with the camera on my stomach yep. while, I'm, while I'm watching TV and go through and it's like, Oh look, it does that. Oh cool. And then I'll try it out. But I don't, I don't, take it outside and actually try to use it for real. I just like taking pictures of my feet yeah, while right. trying to figure out what the camera can do. Well, the I, menus I've, I've are gallery so, shows so Frederick is fine. Yeah. 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 The, the menus are so crazy now. It's like, yeah. you know, if you get somebody who gets a new Sony and they try and dive into it, they're going to, you know, kill themselves. Yeah. Well, yeah. Some, I hear Sony's menuing systems getting better, but uh yeah I, I i before i don't know about what it is now but i heard it was not that intuitive in terms of allowing you to find things quickly which yeah. is kind of what you need in a camera <laughs> well and then but, i'm a and i'm a nikon shooter and it's at least those menus have maintained over yeah. time right same you know, yeah so. and, and a lot of that stuff and joe i want to have you, you chime in on this a lot of the stuff with the with the menuing systems and these new cameras is it, it's subjective because people say, which camera should I buy? You know, and you normally normally my response to which camera should I buy is always the one that you can afford and the one that does the best thing for the kind of photography you want to do. Right. Though, right. so, which is which is there's no right answer. But the other kind of ethereal answer to that is the one that the one with the menuing system or the user interface that works best with how you think. Right. Because the Olympus, for example, on Micro Four Thirds, the Olympus menuing system is wildly different from Lumix or Panasonic, right. which is which is why you'd want to use one or the other. So you have to try them both out. What do you, what do you think about that? Well, Jim? I used to work at Rich Camera, so I did this for a living. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> like no, I, there, there's there, there's really categories, right? You have your your doctors and dentists who come and they just dump all this money on like a back to like a D ninety, right? They would buy the whole package. Mm-hmm. Then, like, the, the students would come in, and they're like, eh, uh, I want a Pentex, give them the K-1000, right? Then you would have the, the family guys and family women who just wanted to uh, have a fun camera. And I think that's mm-hmm. where most people fall into. So I don't think they should get something so complicated that's going to frustrate them. I think they yeah, should right. look to, um, like, like, any of the mid-range Nikons or the, you know, even the Rebel is a great camera now. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like the, um, the mid-range Canons. It has the dials. You can adjust. You can go manual, but it, you don't. You don't have the the same thing as like a, a seven fifty or a, or a 
a D5X or something, you know, something, something huge like that. That's really imposing. You know, yeah. if, if you if you have a family and you say, I want a new car, you don't buy a Lamborghini. Chances are you're going to buy a car that you can control, you can have fun in. It looks good, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be a Spider or a Porsche, you know. Yeah. 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 It's the right tool. It's the right tool for the right job. Right. But the other the other piece that enters into this, because like, say, five, 10 years ago, this the the answer was different than it is today, because today most people have capable phones with them or cameras with them in their phones everywhere they go. You know, yep. so it's not a matter of, well, I got to buy this thing because it's going to be used for every photo I take. The, your phone is probably going to be used for 90 percent of the photos you take, which means your other camera can be relegated to your hobby right. or things that you, right. you know, like special Which is projects. why I say buy a manual because personally, mm-hmm. I don't take my big camera on vacation. I take my iPhone. I, and I, I oh, just sold nice. prints from vacation from my um, Instagram. So that proves to me all I need is my phone. But I love my camera. And I think hobbyists and, and budding professionals want that experience that's not just a phone. So that's why mm-hmm. I say, you know, like when Tim was saying buy, buy the manual – Go step by step on each of your dials and be great. Yeah, yeah, and that goes for everything, Tim. Tim, you know that goes for pretty much all your toys, right? Like your Osmo and your drones and your cameras. Hey, and... hey, wait, wait! You said the D word. Yeah, uh, no, I wasn't going to gonna say that. You called them out. Uh, actually, we're one day off, so you're a, you're a week. So we, that we did it okay. You made it. Yeah, you, know, you said not I for know. a week. Yeah. Hey, hey, drones, well, you know, drones, drones, drones. But I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> back gonna up gonna and say if, you, if you're. That's right. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to, if, if somebody comes to me still, I'm going to back up and say, if they're looking for a camera, I always tell them too, get what your friends have mm-hmm. because it's yeah. way easier to share the experience and the knowledge base and even lenses and accessories. If that's the case with what your friends have, but it depends on what you're shooting though. Because if you're, if all your friends are landscape shooters and they have gear that's specific to landscape shooting and wide angle lenses and all that, and you're like, Oh, but I really want to take, I want to take cute portraits and baby pictures. And sure. you're like, but I don't understand why my baby pictures look like crap. And all my babies are distorted. Cause I'm shooting them with an eight millimeter lens. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Just make that body work solid. And you're there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what the, that's what the, the, the warp. My, my baby's for. awfully barrel. That's, that's a rumor. That's <laughs> yeah, right. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> You're going to take her in for a checkup. This is not right. I don't no. know. Yeah, this is, it's, it's good. I mean, like it, it, it's interesting the way things have changed. Right. So with, with the phones coming in and, and doing really <clears> good jobs, like I, I have this, this new Christmas present, which is an iPhone seven, Plus, with that dual lens on there for the shallow depth of field and on that, that's insane. Just the way that works, Ooh, yeah. it's just ridiculously cool how that works. Um, and I was just, I just got it a couple days ago. And I just I've literally taken three or four portraits with it, and I'm like, oh my god, this is <laughs> this this changes things a little bit in terms of portraiture, right? Well, and I'll and I'll tell you too to go back in history about like because nowadays they can shoot a picture, they can look at the information on the computer and know their settings and what they did and kind of mm-hmm. replicate that. I mean, in the way back, you know, I would shoot the roll of film. I actually used a whiteboard and I wrote my, my metadata on the whiteboard and it was in the image, in the first image. Yeah. I developed it. And with each roll, you got the, the sticky album. Hmm. Yeah. And I used to place my pictures and my test shots in that sticky album. 
And so I yeah. would have references for the technical stuff now because there wasn't the, the, the tech now. So now there was so no easy. such thing as metadata. The metadata was written by you. That's you right. were the sidecar file. Right? Yep. And so now they can shoot their image. They can go and they can look at it on the computer. They can know that, oh, that setting it, you know, with the flower did this better than the setting of the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, the, that's, the, I tell people this all the time. Like kids today don't understand how good they have it because that loop of knowledge from the time you, you have an idea for a shot, you click the shutter, yep. you develop the shot, you print the shot, you get it back and look at it. Or if there's a contact sheet involved in that, you have to get a contact sheet, circle the ones that you think are good, go print those and get it. Back. That could be, that could be a week or more depending yep. on what you have available to you today. It's chimping. It's click. It's oh, chimping. that didn't work. Let me just, just this click. <laughs> yeah. You know, so the, the learning to be a decent photographer should be much, much quicker these days. JM, are you, are you agree with that? Jim? No, I, I totally agree. I tried, uh, I tried shooting film again with my, um, I have a Minolta X700, which is another workhorse camera. Yeah, I kept uh, taking a picture and looking at the back. I, went, I can't do it. It's, it's film. <laughs> yeah. But then I got, yeah, no, but, but I'm work. telling you guys, I got anxious because I was like, did I get that? Was the exposure right? I, I won't know for a week. This is killing me. <laughs> yeah. Ex- exposure yeah. anxiety. Exactly. Well, there's exactly a whole movement. Remember, like, in 20, 2015, 2016, there's a whole movement about, you know, going back to basics and shooting film and limiting yourself and all that. And I shot film for a long time, and I have no desire to go back to it. I, I understand the romanticism and yeah. and limiting yourself, and less is more, and you know it's the tactile feel of film and the smell of the chemicals. I get all that, but in the end, it's like, what are you doing this for? Are you doing this? Are you on this for the journey? Or are you on it for the result? And, right, right. You know, digital for me is the result. <laughs> all of my interns at work shoot film. Every, every every young photographer I know shoots film. They love it. And that's because I, they don't remember it. So it's yeah. new to them. To yeah. me, it's like, eh, you know, wind it. I got to drop it off at the thing and wait a week. <laughs> yeah, first world problems, yeah. right? Exactly. <laughs> well, and of course, at, at my local camera store, you know what the hottest camera was? What's that? The Fuji Instax. Or oh, yeah. I love those. I love the insects. Somebody came up. Have you have you seen this? The picture develops instantly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is new, new technology. You take a shot, and it comes out of the camera. Do you believe that? Does Amazing. it have a little printer inside? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's what. See, now you know. You know, you're knocking on death's door when you start making those kind of comments. Too. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I'm. I'm still. They, I'm they, still they reeling over uh, Tim that you said my local camera store. Yeah. <laughs> oh right. no. Yeah. I have. We have a strong you, you camera store here. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. I need to go visit them. Yeah. Yeah, we had one here in the Bay Area. It was called Keeble and Shuckett. Yeah, and they they shut down. They it's gone. And I was like, that used to be the, that was the store I bought my first digital camera from my, my Canon, what was it? A 10D. That was my first digital camera, the Canon mm. 10D. And I got it from there and now they're gone. They yeah, we, we have a good one. You know, Service they, photo here in Baltimore is great. They do a lot of business. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, and these guys have cultivated the community and that's the part where I think they're still succeeding with. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you can't just survive on foot traffic and people buying cameras alone anymore. Yeah, because we, we've done shows throughout 2015, 2016 about how, you know, that the brick and mortar environment was declining 
And then also how some people will just walk into a store with their phone and say, oh, yeah, let me try that out. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Oh, you want that much? Let me see how much it is on Amazon. Yeah. Buy now and walk out, right? And it's at their ho- their house two days later. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm guilty of doing that at Barnes & Noble. They've leveraged Sorry. the brick and mortar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Scan, the, scan the ISBM or the barcode yeah, on the, Barnes on and the Noble. book. And I like, feel oh, yeah, horrible. I want that. Buy like, now. Like for yeah. But that's the world we live in, though. I don't think that's, I don't think that's necessarily yeah. a bad thing. That's the world we live in because, like we said on those shows, we all have obligations and we want to use as much as little money as we can yeah. for the things we need to buy, even though it may it may not support those people or support them as much. The things that we need to do are more important to us than those. So we want to we want to value shop and we're going to yeah. we're going to find the path of least resistance, which means the lowest price. and We're going to buy that thing. Yeah. So. And I definitely have my number. It's like if it's over a specific point, I'll have to go somewhere else because it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But if it's within a, you know a few bucks, I'm totally fine spending here local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right. You you hit it right on the head, Tim. Like that that local camera store you have, they you know reaching out into the community and doing events and making themselves known right. as the experts. That is probably a good way to stay relevant. And, yep. and I don't know how if that's a long term strategy because because you know as as things keep moving forward and Amazon keeps making their moves you know yep. things are going to get more and more interesting. Yeah, our, our camera yeah. shop seems to be doing so, pretty well though. I don't know. Surprise! People every time I go in there, um, I do a lot of business in repairs. Which, if there's any camera shop owners listening to Twip, uh, repairs is your future because people drop off yeah. about twenty cameras a week that they pay service to service. So, you, yeah. still need, you don't yeah. have an app. Yeah, for that. well, yeah, maintenance is maintenance is the other thing. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that that could be an interesting industry for like the Amazons of the world or the online entities, yeah. the borrow lenses, <laughs> the borrow lenses or the lens pros to go. They start getting into right. maintenance, camera maintenance, you know, and revolutionize yeah. that space. Then you know that's another nail in the coffin for these. I don't know. Oh, it's crazy. It's good times though. It's good times to to be doing this stuff. Guys, we're going to we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about a photographer in Tanzania. Tanzania. Am I saying that right? Tanzania and how he's used Instagram to become a full-time working pro. Have you ever wanted to go on a photo adventure in and around the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico? Well, come join me and Federico Chiele for an unforgettable adventure. The Yucatan Peninsula is in southeastern Mexico, and it separates the Caribbean Sea from the Gulf of Mexico. Our adventure will take us to see ancient pyramids, pink flamingos, crystal clear cenotes. Those are mysterious, giant, freshwater, underground holes. And we'll also be shooting and having amazing meals in charming historic town centers surrounded by authentic local culture. Yucatan blends ancient Maya and Aztec culture with the stunning architecture of the Spanish colonial period. We'll be staying in Izamal, known as the city of three cultures, pre-Hispanic, colonial, and modern. Izamal is a visual feast. Nearly every structure is painted egg yolk yellow, providing a thoroughly unique aesthetic for your camera. So the details. We're heading down February 11th through February 18th, 2017, and we're only taking 10 people. And I'd love for you to join us. You can get all the details and sign up now at twipwanderlust.com. That's twipwanderlust.com. All right, guys, we are back. So story number two, a photographer by the name of Sam, Sam Fox in Tanzania has shared some of his strategies on how he grew his Instagram following and developed a client base that allowed him to become a full-time working professional photographer. So let me emphasize that. 
full time on Instagram. I don't know what full time means exactly. Or you read the article, but full time on Instagram, Tim Engel. What does this mean for you? I know you shoot models from time to time, right? And most of them communicate with each other and you on Instagram and you're using Pinterest for sharing, you know, idea boards and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Is this is this the next phase of pro photographer social media as a client and you're just shooting directly for these services versus let me take some great pictures and then figure out which network it goes on later? Well, you know, I've seen a few photographers locally that have done really well with Instagram and they've stayed very specific to the style they've done. And then clients have reached out to them for that style. Um, mm-hmm. So it's worked from that standpoint. Um, you know, I think it's almost just like it's an online portfolio that you have. Um, you know, like some, of these, some of these brands are, are specifically reaching out with, with the, the, with the requirement that these images that you're shooting photographer are going to end up on Instagram. Right. So you know, or I want to shoot, I want you to shoot them celebrity person and post to your Instagram account. Cause you got 5 million people following you. I want to get in front of them and your demographic is my demographic. Right. And that's the other part that's, that's at play. I think is that you have these influencer, I guess is the term they use. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're buying not only their photography, but their influence within that Instagram world. Yeah. Um, so um, it's obviously a valid way. It's just one more way of getting eyeballs on stuff. I mean, um, we've all done online portfolios forever with specific subjects and, and styles, but they don't get the eyeballs because there's not the metadata or the tags, you know, that we can search with. They don't get pop, you know, so it's that social sharing that gets the exposure and the, the visibility. Yeah. Um, you know, and we'll see how it plays out. I think that they're, they're doing well because they're shooting the stuff they normally shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, but if a company comes to them and says, "Hey, can you manage a production with a Ferrari, an elephant, and um, you know, a, a you know a massive lighting truck, yeah, and and a team of you know twenty or thirty, then we'll see." But it's how different. That... That's different. Right. I mean, that's different, right? You're not gonna you're not gonna call on. You know, it's the right tool for the right job. Right. So you're gonna call a commercial photographer that has experience with dealing with large staffs and all that stuff. Yeah, but. It, it versus you know a kid you know and i use the the term kid as a term of endearment yeah. but as a as a you can call it a kid <clears throat> with a large social media following yep. who's making big big dollars my question and, and joe i want you to chime in on us so my question is are we entering or are we already full sway full swing into this era where we have an entirely different category for photographers to target as careers. Like when we're coming up, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, okay, now there's a social media thing. Let's figure out how to how to leverage it and use it. Now it's different. I, I have a, a good friend of mine, her name's Taylor. She's 24. She works for a, a website called The Hill, which covers DC. They send her everywhere just to do Snapchat. She gets paid to just do mm. Snapchat for this one specific uh, political, and it's a pretty big political website. It's a news site. Uh, it's not fake news. It's it's yeah. bipartisan, but um, I mean that's that's it. I've um, Instagram to me is still kind of an enigma. I don't, uh, you know, I, I I don't understand like the ratio to uh, all the people who follow you to all the like. Right, like you see, right, like you see someone to say, friend of mine has fifteen k followers, right? Yet he'll get a hundred and eighty three likes out of the fifteen. Like I've got a, a little over 4,000. I'm not that active on, I should be better this year. So I, I top at around a, a hundred and something. So there's definitely some kind of weird ratio going on there. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to kind of figure out how to game that system. Yeah. 
Yeah, and while you're trying to figure out how to game that system, Instagram and Facebook are trying to figure out how to not let people game their systems, right? So, right. so it's like you're, you're you're chasing the rainbow or chasing the horizon with that one. But I, I think it's a really oh, good I thing it. when when I when you you look at it, yeah, it's great because there's it's entirely different ways to create work, and it's not just. I, I feel like we're looking at it from the surface, so we're looking at it from the surface of okay, this person. Here's here's a here's a beauty blogger and this 25 year old has three million followers. So Revlon is going to pay them to to use talk their about makeup. their pri- use their makeup and tweet yeah. about, or, or and post Instagram photos about it. Right. I think that's that's the surface level. I think where we're probably going to start moving into is more of the art level because you have like it's a it's an entire platform it's almost like a global gallery that you have that you can do things not only just photos now now you can do streaming and you can do video clips which are in cinemagraphs all that stuff on that one platform and that in many ways seems to be where a lot of the you know at least the younger demographics are moving to in terms of eyeballs now that Facebook is polluted with all the geriatrics like us, the, you know, all the cool kids are moving yeah. are moving on to uh, to Instagram or whatever comes after Instagram. Well, well what do you think of Visco, um, uh, Frederick, if, uh, the v- VSCO platform? I think it's cool. I don't use it. I think it's really cool. We've talked to those folks before. I think it's really cool. But but, but that's where all the again, kids are. The, there's there's been a lot of these these companies that have come up and have. I don't know if it's if either the media has positioned them as the Instagram killer or the Twitter killer or the Facebook killer, but they're like bouncing off of a steel wall, right? And right. it's it's not none of even Google came up like Google Plus was supposed to be the Facebook killer or the alternative to Facebook, and if that was like you know that was like Facebook is Godzilla and you know Google Plus was Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> We know. And it ended with, of course, Do Godzilla you guys have winning. Any Elo invites? I'm just curious. I'm trying to get on Elo. <laughs> I mean, I'm on Elo. I do. I, I, I have lo- some. <laughs> <laughs> I'm You're like, no, thank you. Really. <laughs> well, and even like there's the what is there? I am, which is trying to you know attack it from a sharing standpoint mm-hmm. and then a sales standpoint. Yeah, like, but all but you know. all the uh, all the young photographers I interact with, they all use Visco. More so than Instagram, it, it's really builds this. Yeah, really? uh, Devin Allen, uh, he's huge on Visco. They fly him all over the world for the company for for Visco. Uh, he, um, young photographer, Tim wow. was on the cover of Time Magazine for the Baltimore uh, uprising, and now he's a superstar. But he he's he's a huge Visco user, wow. and I'd say people under thirty really use that platform. And they're using it as sharing, like Instagram. See, I'm not into that at all. I right. I would edit on it, but I've not shared to their their. Well, it's more intense network. But if you if you're going at it if you're going at it like the the basis of the story as okay, I want to, you know, I want to capitalize on one platform and become like this guy, uh, you know, Sam Fox has used Instagram to right. kind of plant his flag there and g- cultivate that base. Do you guys? Here's a question for both of you. This starting with you, Joe. Do you think that photographers need to approach it from the okay i'm gonna target visco or i'm gonna target instagram or facebook or whatever and that, that's where i'm gonna grow my audience and then i'm gonna reach out to brands and show them my demographic and start securing advertising or sponsorship deals you, you think it should go that way or should they just be shooting and putting I think it everywhere there should be a degree of cultivation i mean a lot of times i shoot with instagram in mind the small platform uh, not as broad. I mean, there's a, a lot of photojournalists that do great on Instagram. Um, but as far as like, I mean, and it's a crapshoot. Like I got hit up last year by Apple f- 
to, to contribute to an ad campaign for, uh, based on a photo with no hashtags. They just found it. So you, you, you never know. But it, it's all about the image. You know, I wouldn't put too much stock into a lot of the cultivation. Mm-hmm. Like I read the article with Sam in Tanzania. Um, one, he lives in a mm-hmm. much smaller mm-hmm. country. So it's kind of a more of a micro um, environment down there. But he, he chose to go that route and, and yeah. it worked for him. So you're, you're saying you're saying a full time working pro salary in Tanzania is different from the requirements for full time yes. in the uh, New York bit. or Baltimore area. <laughs> a, a little bit, a little, a little bit. bit, a little bit. But little um, bit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but but yeah, yeah, but still, is, the principles may scale. This is the true. Same, this is true. So. See, I use my Instagram both personal and professional. I don't have two yeah. accounts. I operate the Baltimore City Paper account, which is all professional. Yeah. And um, that does really well. Nobody wants to see my holiday glasses mixed in with my Orlando shooting photos, you know. So it's a little different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I've got and I've got two accounts. I've kind of with the same thing. I've got the personal one where I'll post, you know, iPhone snaps behind the scenes, things like that. Then I have the pro one, um, which is the work I really like, and ideally would like people to, you know, hire me for. Um, and I think that. You know, cultivating it's, it's just like kind of a going after an ad agency. I'm going to present a portfolio, hopefully, that's like cohesive, strong, and, and things they're interested in. So I think if you manage your feed with the goal of, you know, trying to go after specific companies, you definitely have to manage it and can, you know, and, and morph to what they want. I think just being random about it is a, is a tough sell. Yeah, that's interesting because because we we hear online even even in marketing circles we hear online that you have to be everywhere you know you got people like trey radcliffe new a new social network or a new service pops up trey's on there and he's already got a million followers by the time you find out about it right it's like and that for me that's i admire that obviously but that's that seems exhausting like to be everywhere and be posting and shooting and doing right. this and then commenting right. and responding to comments and, you know, f- filtering out trolls. And that seems like a full-time job. Like, how do, how do you guys manage that? How do you manage that, Tim? Um, I try and go twice a day in the morning and the evening posting. But you um, spread it out to – are you on Google+, Instagram, I'm, Facebook, no, no Pinterest? More Google, no more Google+. And really even Facebook anymore, I've kind of like backed off of posting. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's like I have like this set network of people there that know what I do, see what I am. And so, you know, maybe once a day I'll post on that. But Instagram, I'm definitely still kind of working the, you know, the twice a day, the morning and the afternoon or mm-hmm. evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually in like my pro account, I'm exporting straight from Lightroom with that plug-in. And the format – and the shape has stayed very consistent, so I'm much happier with that layout now than I was with just the random square or horizontal right. or rectangle or whatever I have. Yeah. Um, and then it's just, you know, I don't have an, a great game plan. I'll try and hashtag that's relevant. Um, yeah. And, you know, they, they say trying to find um, hashtags that aren't that widely used because they're more likely to be seen through that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Joe. Joe, when you're when you're when you're out, you're doing your like you know your important work. You're covering the shootings and conventions and all that stuff. Are you utilizing hashtags oh yeah, to get noticed? Is it and what's the purpose? Is it is it to get noticed or is it to like if you're doing freelance stuff? Do you want like okay, I need to publish this so that a news agency can see it and ask me to use the photo? I'm in a weird spot, Frederick, because um, I'm on staff at the Baltimore City Paper where I'm the photo editor, and they're owned by the Tribune. So I'm not really allowed to let people use my work anymore 
like I would have, you know. But um, as you saw, I don't know if you remember the, the, the guy from the St. Louis Dispatch, Dermot Ferguson, uh, like NBC hit him up for this, you know, can we use your photo across all platforms? And he wrote this really long piece on mm. Instagram saying, look, I'm a professional photographer. No, you can't use my photos across all platforms without paying me. And, and I think that's mm-hmm. how a lot of professionals yeah. do it. And people that are already in the, in, in the industry and deep into it, they just put it up for exposure. I mean, I do hashtags now at a habit, like um, shootings and conventions. I go from my camera. I use the uh, WMU app from Nikon. And it goes right into my Instagram or a city papers mm-hmm. Instagram or whatever. And I, I, I hashtag so people can see it, not so much to get work from it. You know, if I were back doing completely freelance, yeah. probably would be different. But um, as long as the photo gets out there and seen with the help of these hashtags, that's that's how I do it. Yeah. So then what's you know, speaking of hashtags and sort of hashtag etiquette? And this is a question for both of you. Tim, you could take it first. So with. When you're when you're hashtagging work online, is it like obviously? First of all, Tim, explain hashtags, right? So hashtags are are, are, are words or phrases. I think that somebody would type in or search that would bring up a similar that would bubble it up to the top. So you can have yeah. you know, have all 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 photos that fit into a certain category or phrase together. So you can look at all the photos on say yeah. you know today today Carrie Fisher passed away. So you could look at hashtag, hashtag Carrie Fisher and see right. all the posts about Carrie Fisher, right? right? And in in the case of Instagram, it's photos of Carrie Fisher. In the case of Twitter. It'd be tweets about Carrie Fisher or Facebook posts, et cetera. Right. But what's the what's the etiquette for that? Because I've seen I've seen both sides of the spectrum. I've seen people that don't hashtag anything. I've seen people that sprinkle one or two hashtags in there. And then I've seen people that put libraries of hashtags <laughs> associated with different posts. What's right? And, what's and, I don't, and I don't know that there is right. I think that it's if it's relevant hashtags, I'm sure that it's, you know, whatever it takes to get there. Yeah. Um, and I know there is a limit that I think is recognized within a post, mm-hmm. um, and I I do not know the number. I'm not. It's going to vary per network too, right? Yeah, um, and so um, I think it just depends on what you try and do. I mean, like for me, I try and stay specific to what I am. I mean, I'm a California photographer, or mm-hmm. I'm um, you know a commercial photographer, you know, or California commercial photographer. So I try and stay relevant with the things that um, I do or am. Um, I'm not trying to get just random, you know, pretty face, you know, hashtag, whatever. Right, right, um, right. Yeah. That's interesting because it's, it, that's a whole like I, art. It, it is an art, but it's, I think it's misunderstood. Oh, people definitely know in, what in, to in do. a lot of ways. They just the whole idea of. They're in the game, man. Like they, their game's on point. Yeah. 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 So, what, what, Joe? What's your what's your kind of what's your SOP for when you when you're posting an image online? Are you is there a set number? Like, a, I always put these three hashtags because it's almost like my credit line. And then you know, I then the next level is the subject, and then the next level is whatever. Do you have that kind of flow, or is it just I'm going to do what I think? Uh, like like subject. Okay, say Orlando, right? So I would have um, hashtag Orlando. Yep. And then it would be anything around it. What was like love wins, I think. So it was like hashtag love wins. And then it was hashtag photojournalism. So it's like occupation at the end, location first. And then I fill in the blanks in the middle. Is you know, basically how I do it. 
So, okay. and I just followed okay. you, Tim. So follow back. <laughs> so is it okay? Is it okay to have a ton? Is there is there a limit to the number of hashtags you should have before you know appearing douchey or <laughs> you mean desperate? Or, you know, desperate. Or, you know, is it? Yeah, or desperate, douchey, whatever, you know, or can you just have as many I mean, as you it's, want it's, and just keep going you think until you get tired? You know, um, I've even created my own. Like, we were at Assateague Island, and I did some black and whites from my phone, and I hashtagged it Lonely Island. And then suddenly I had 20 followers mm-hmm. just based on the Lonely Island hashtag because um, it was in the fall and there was no one there. Hmm. And uh, I got two sales out of it. So, who knows? I mean, it, it's, it's so such a crush. Okay, man. okay. Now you're talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I now think, I, and I think, looking at their info, it's like you're allowed thirty tags. Okay, yeah. So yeah, but what, what is a tag? So is it you can have a whole sentence as a tag, right? It doesn't. Sure, I don't think it's words, just like hashtags. Interesting, interesting. Okay, well, hey, Twip listeners, something else to go dive into. Get yourself knowledgeable about hashtag and yep. you know proper usage thereof, and increase your exposure and make sales. All right, guys. So story number one, we started talking about, uh, you know, the like new cameras for the holidays and what do you do after you get that camera? Um, I wanted to kind of segue off of that discussion a little bit and talk about planning for 2017. So we are in the last week of 2016. 2017's coming. People typically some people make New Year's resolutions or, you know, do other kind of end of year rituals, backing up their computer, you know, whatever. What? yeah, what what do you think? You know, Joe, you take it first, man. What do what do you think people should be doing? What are some ideas for people to to focus on, no pun intended, to clean up their photo life as they move into this next year? Um if if you're into going into photojournalism or if you're uh, I, I think we're going to see a lot more infringements on the first amendment coming up with the new administration because of the backlash against the media which I've already seen at these different events, Frederick, I know you've probably Mm -hmm. seen a bunch online. Um, So I do urge photographers in 2017 to be more aware of their surroundings. Um, You know, if you're, if you're at a playground, there's Mm -hmm. a great shot of kids on the thing. You might want to rethink taking the photo of kids on the playground. Um, I I really think people are going to be a lot more suspicious of public photography in, in 2017, man. Yeah. That's going to be scary. That that I I was trying not to think about that, but I know that's coming. And in, and if you look, you you, know, you look at like what's happening in London, for example, or what happened years ago, and is now happening with the you know the, in terms of London being the most surveilled city right. um, that in you know in modern times, it's basically going to kind of per- make its way over here as well. I mean, we're surveilled, but right. not to that level. And then you overlay on that. First Amendment restrictions. So now, you know, it, it's it gets scary and it gets a little depressing because I want to go fly my drone and now, you know, I don't want to go to jail for flying my drone for no, for I, no I, reason. I haven't I haven't experienced a climate like this since um, Lady Di, right when I started photography and I went to London and people were calling me paparazzi and yelling just for taking street photos. And uh, really? it's a very yeah, uh-huh. it's a very sensitive time right uh, now, guys. It's, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy, Tim. What, what do you think? Twenty seventeen? You know, it, what what is it? A three sixty five project? Is it take all my cameras out and send them in for maintenance? Well, what, that's what, already what, what done. Be doing? 
I just did that. I just my my D four just left and came back. So oh. it's it's like tuned up and fresh, and the rubber is glued back on. And um, <laughs> they put black shoe polish on the scuff marks. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, my kind of what I will do is I'll go back through like my aperture library, and I'm pretty good about rating stuff. Um, and I kind of start clearing, you know, at first rejected stuff out. Mm-hmm. I mean, usually I go 30 days in that, but I kind of start freeing that stuff up. I absolutely verify backup stuff, even to the point where um, I'll swap for new drives and then re-back mm-hmm. up again or re-clone. Um, and just kind of like, I mean, this is, for me especially, this two weeks, like from Christmas till New Year's, mm-hmm. I mean, this is probably as quiet as it gets for me on stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so use the time wisely and clean up. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, and it's a good time to, if you, if you've been putting off and putting off trying to figure out what your backup strategy is going to be, you know, we've done, we've done entire special shows on backup and there's tons of resources online everywhere on how to do it. But I think the, the main trifecta of backing up your data, whether it be photos or music or whatever you have is have a copy on site that you've broken things up, you know, you've backed up your local. So you have a local copy. Um, ideally you have an offsite copy where you can mirror to some of these services, let you mirror to like a buddy. Like I have a buddy next door yep. that I can mirror to, mm-hmm. or it's like, Tim, you're up in sack. I can mirror over to your studio, you know? So now if my house somehow vanishes, aliens take my house away. I still have data at an offsite location. And then the third level of that tri- trifecta is the cloud. Which right. for me is always it's always a slippery slope because we're generating all this data all the time and you can't you know it's like you can't win it's almost like you're trying to dig out of a hole with someone else filling in the hole while you're digging out of the hole right so you got to be you got to be shoveling faster than they're shoveling dirt in and then getting in order that to catch stuff up. from the cloud back I mean that I I had that scenario and it proved difficult it was a week over a week for me to like That's deal my with getting with that, that information back down. Oh yeah. yeah, you you hit that, Joe. I've got the only thing in the cloud is or my uh, is my phone. I got no personal work in the cloud or professional work. Uh, I keep well, it all on hard yeah. drives. I'm old school. Yeah, I, but local in the house, you have you have you get those out of the house at any point. I've got uh, one drive that's in case of an emergency. Bring with you. Yeah, it's got everything on it. Yeah. So I've I've, I've got I've got three or four drives they're all like two or three terabytes so it's not you know for a photojournalist it's it's not it's pretty good amount of memory yeah and uh, we have all of our home stuff my professional stuff grab the drive and the cat <laughs> there you go <laughs> what is it about photographers and cats we like cats i don't know what that is <laughs> um yeah yeah but you know like we we're saying in the beginning m- l- uh, the lion's share of the photos that we take that are personal, that those, those baby's first steps and, you know, all that stuff is done with the iPhone and that's going up to the cloud and being backed up anyway. Yep. Like when I, when I got this new phone for Christmas, I was blown away at how quickly I was able to get the soul out of my old phone into right, this right, one. Right, right. And, right. and how simple and effortless it was based on remember back in the palm trio days <laughs> oh man yeah. it was like oh okay maybe i don't need to know all those people anymore i'm not gonna <laughs> I'll right. wait till someone calls me and then i'll add them back into my address 
Yeah, and even for the iPhone, I've got those going to Google Photos, so it's automatically shoving them there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's the that's a whole nother show. I want to talk about that stuff. So Google Photos and syncing and all the new things that we have there versus Apple Photos and syncing and versus Lightroom Mobile using the Creative Cloud and syncing that way. There's so yeah. many different. That's a whole nother. That's like a course for the you're, Twip School. You're syncing all over the place. Yeah, you're. I mean, you could be, but should you be? <laughs> right. right? You know, should you focus on Lightroom and Lightroom Mobile? Uh, Tim, I know you're still Aperture, but you'll catch up. <laughs> I'm not anymore. <laughs> two two years now. I'm I'm two years Aperture free. Oh, I thought you mentioned you were on Aperture. See, Tim, he no. calls us old guys at the end of the year, right? I'm on Photoshop 3. I'm CS3. <laughs> hey, right. Tim, Tim and I are the same age, roughly. So Yeah, yeah. I, I use Bridge still. <laughs> hey, don't knock Bridge. You, <laughs> hey, yeah. Well, yeah, there's nothing wrong with Bridge, but I just think, you know, there, there are more refined tools to be doing that yeah, job. Yeah, definitely. So... Um. Yeah, it's exciting. It is part of part of what has me stalled, and maybe I'll tackle this this week. Is that mobile workflow? So now that I have an iPhone Seven Plus with the crazy camera. iPhone, uh, you know, supports RAW now. So now it's literally become a viable second camera or third sure. camera. Yeah. But then how? What's the best flow? I know Matt Matt Klaskowski, Um, if you Google Matt Klaskowski online, and we'll link to him in the in this post but he did this really cool series i think it's like a 10-part video series on lightroom mobile and how to integrate it into your workflow you know so you shoot with the lightroom camera goes into a collection automatically which gets synced to all your other computers and tablets and all that and then how do you have your local you know different collections and folders and what syncs and all that stuff so he did a really good job on that but then i was watching that and i was wondering okay that's one way to do it, but then there's Apple's way, you know? So should I just be shooting with, you know, just using Apple and, and Apple Photos for managing a lot of this stuff or split up Apple Photos from Pro Stuff, which is on Lightroom? You know, so there's all these questions. What do yep. I do? I don't know. Yep. So, yeah, we need to figure that out and then tell people because it's like things keep changing yep. uh, on all the different things that we can do keep changing. And you could get stuck in that and never yeah. shoot, well, that, right? Yeah, and, and also with, <laughs> I never uh, with the hacking stuff. I mean, I, I don't want to yeah. wake up one morning and say, you know, Russia's hacked into thirty thousand Lightroom cloud members, and all your stuff is gone. I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, go, that's that is the business. other piece. That is yeah. that is that is horribly scary, Joe. Because there's it's not only like getting hacked. And, you know, somebody taking your stuff or deleting your stuff. I worry also about getting hacked and somebody introducing stuff that I didn't put there. And now I'm in trouble because this stuff is in my now folder. Now I got to explain it. Oh, right? yeah. That, oh, where did that, yeah, that can ruin from? your day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, uh, honest. That's not mine. Naked Nun is yeah, right. not my photo, I swear. <laughs> exactly. Come with us, Mr. Johnson. Oh, Frederick, I've seen your, your feed, so there's no reason. Yeah, I know. I'm very boring, but you know, so you never know. It's the boring ones you got to watch. I'm that's just right. saying, you know. I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. I mean, it's fun, and that, that's what keeps this show going because there's so much interesting stuff that keeps changing. Well, and I never would have dreamed in the beginning that I would have to know the computer things and the backup things and the hard drive stuff that I have to know now. Oh yeah, yeah. And don't don't even start talking about video. You know, <laughs> it's no. like 
you know, Final Cut Pro and Premiere Pro and getting in there yeah. and, and, you know, all the memory that that takes and audio engineering and synchronization. Well, all and, of the, uh, oh. you know, if you look at the Tribune papers and you click on a, um, a story, it's a, it's a video at the very top. The still photographs on websites are kind of gone away. Um, which is which is yeah. really unfortunate because I think if you look at like the year in photos from New York Times, most of those photos you would have forgotten about if they were on a video, right? I mean, it's just yeah, a right. famous case like yeah. when I talk to students about the um, Eddie Adams, the, the Vietnam sergeant shooting the the the, the, the Vietnamese soldier, and uh, there was a sixteen millimeter film is gone, but you got that yeah. still, yeah. and that's a shame. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean I think it's I I don't I don't look at any most of this stuff. I try to not try not to look at it as an or like one thing is replacing another. Like oh now we have you know what coming up next year 8K cameras that you can extract a 16 megapixel still from. So now right. sports photography is over cuz we're just going to roll video and take the frames the that we want. Yeah. I think it's it's an it's an and because there's all like Joe like you said there's always there's a use for all these tools and the new things push the art form forward rather than you know diluting it into something less than what it was before right? Right. i think i think like cinemagraphs are just another thing that we can do video is another thing we can do instagram is another platform that we can use to get yeah. work out there you know this is more it's cumulative versus you know the you know mushing it all together and making making something less yeah so but and that's Joe, just me. I'm an eternal optimist. I can't help it. <laughs> and Joe, I have a question for you. So, do you still have boxes of negatives? Of course I do. Jim, this 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 is the old this is the old folks. <laughs> so podcast. do I. I got boxes and boxes <laughs> right. down that basement. I got a loop. Oh right my god! Right I see my loop. Yeah. I have a closet full of negatives still. Yeah. I got a closet full of yeah. negatives, and I got tennis balls on my nice. walker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see you in three more years, Frederick, when you need old guys again. You know, bring those, bring Tim and Joe back. I, I know, you know. whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah, man. I got. I have a. I'm the youngest in my family. There's five of us. I'm the youngest, and we've. I've for some reason I've been made the historian for all the family photographs. So I have literally a closet full of all this stuff that nags me every time I look at it because I need to scan it all uh, and share yeah. it with everybody so that if something happens to me, the entire Johnson family history doesn't go away. <laughs> so you have a big box. Well, like yeah, a... I remember there were Johnsons at yeah. some point. <laughs> the tree dies here. Yeah, yeah. Those guys, they're gone now. Well, it's good to see you on so Facebook, I need to do though, that. a lot of these, like uh, Frederick and I were both, we, I'm not sure where Tim was, but we were in the military and I'm seeing a lot of these guys scan these like '90s photos in and put them up on Facebook, which is kind of cool to see. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. This is this is going to be a good world. I think I think a, a good year. 2017 is going to be interesting for a lot of a lot of reasons. <laughs> you know, interesting, interesting in good ways, interesting in bad ways. I, but it's not. I think this year, 2017, is probably going to go faster than many of the other years that we've had because so much stuff is just going to be coming at us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah, it's going to. I mean, even the end of 2016, this last quarter just blew by because it was news after news after news, and yeah. it's just stuff that just kept coming. I had to. I have a. I have an Amazon Alexa. Or the echo thing that when I'm making my coffee in the morning, I tell it to tell me what the news is. I had to stop doing it because <laughs> I was like, one day I was like, okay, I was I asked Alexa, I was like, okay, give me my flash briefing. And in my head, I said, if there's one story in there that's good, 
that is positive. You'll stay. I'll stay. And I'll, <laughs> you know, I'll keep doing this. Yeah. I let it go. Ten minutes later, nothing positive. Nothing. It was all <clears throat> negative. This happened. This, pe- this group got killed. This guy said this. This, you know, it was all negative. I'm like, why am I starting my day off yeah, this way? I, I mean, <laughs> you're, you know, <laughs> the whole geopolitical system's changing, which is another podcast, but... It, it's going to get darker, yeah. man. I, I just think it's going to get darker. Yeah. And photographers really need to get their press credentials or permissions and all that stuff in order when they're out there shooting. Like, I, I can't stress and that do enough. It, do it now before you, you have to apply for, you know, gov- you got to apply for government authorization in order to yeah, yeah. have I a mean, camera in your house. Like, go to your local little <laughs> newspaper and say, hey, I'm going to Paris. Would you guys be interested in some photos from my trip? Can I get a press pass? I mean, people hit us up That's all the time tip. for press yeah. passes, man. So that is huge. That's a huge tip. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Or just print your own exactly. in Photoshop. Just have something that's just press. <laughs> you know, press credentials. Yeah, just create yeah. one. There you go. We actually, I actually used to do that. I feel bad about it. No, man, we, I did that bad. once, and uh, it it works. Yeah. It works. I made a really official looking one. Had the Good. photo on it and everything, and. That, that thing works. It gets you indoors. Get the seal. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. going mean, to, you know, sadly, come on. it's going to get tougher for uh, persons of color photographers and Muslim photographers. Yeah. You know, when you're out there on the street, yeah. man, you're, you're going to have the eye cast on you. And you just got to be careful and got to be aware. Even, even the weekend people. Yeah, that's, that's, that's depressing. Yeah. Can you imagine being a, a, a Muslim, a, being a Muslim American photographer, you know, out minding your own business, taking photos, and you're female, and you happen yeah, to have mm-hmm, a hijab exactly. on or something, right? And you now you're you're clearly doing exactly. something wrong, you know, because how exactly. dare you, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cover that ad nauseum in 2017. Let me know; I'll I be know. happy to help because it, it's. Oh yeah, you're coming on, man. Because it's it's not because you know I want to take the show political or anything, but it is. It's gonna be. It's gonna. The show is designed to talk about things that affect photographers, sure. and and this stuff definitely affects photographers regardless of if you're a professional or an amateur advanced amateur whatever this stuff is substantive to the people that are walking around minding their own business having fun taking photos so they can process them and post them instagram you know if you're if you're guilty until proven innocent yeah you know it's 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 a problem it's a problem and you know we'll try to shed some light on that as it affects us but I, I'll try not to diverge down that path too much to the degree that we did with drone coverage. <laughs> but, yeah, you, you don't want to keep things we positive. We will be covering you know? people. I, I listen to you guys for yeah. positive news, Frederick, every week. Seriously, I, that's right. I turn yeah. off NPR. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, and on. I try to keep it positive. But even me, you know, <laughs> I get like, Martin, I, like I talk about yes. like, like during during the elections when the elections were going on. Uh, you know, full transparency. That stuff was getting to me, man. I mean, it was. It was wearing away at my my soul, you know. <laughs> it's just like, and you can't not if you're doing a show like this, you can't not talk about things that are affecting you. Sure. You know? So I try not to, you know. But at the same time, a lot of this, a lot of the DNA of Twip is synonymous with Frederick. Right. So what's affecting Frederick is going to affect the hundreds of thousands of Twip listeners. Right. So, sorry, no, guys. You, you, you've been doing good, man. I, you know, I, I tune in for close-up snowflake yeah. photos i'm like oh this is so nice <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah, we're doing good. We're doing good. I'm gonna try not yeah. to take it too dark, but we're gonna. We're definitely. We're definitely we're growing up, man. Twip, Twip is definitely live from Aleppo. We- there you go. There you go. This week in Syria. Here we go. Um, all right, guys. Let's jump into let's jump into the picks of the week, and this is the segment where you guys get to recommend something to the Twip Army, as long as it's related to photography. Tim, I'm gonna let you go first, man. What's your pick of the week? So I talked to the groups that I meant a lot about iPhone photography, and mm-hmm. I stumbled across this little ring light that clamps onto the lens, and it can be flipped either way. So it can be on the front lens or the back lens. Nice. And if they're watching, so I can clip it on here with the light that way, and it, the lens is right there. Or if I'm doing the selfie part... It just goes dead center on that, and it's got three levels of brightness. And I nice. actually kept it in my bag, and I, I, cl- I because it's a clip, I clipped it on the edge of my bag when I was like dark the other day doing some stuff, and it was a good light. Um, and it's so I'm looking at the I'm looking at the Amazon page now. So yeah. this is from Doliami. It's a ring selfie fill light. It's got 36 built-in LEDs. Yeah, and it just clamps on your phone. 20 That's bucks. It. It's 20 bucks on Amazon Prime. It could be here tomorrow. And you've got like one left in stock. I should buy that one. Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, live on Twip, I'm buying it. Thanks. <laughs> Buy now. Oh, there's a password. Oh, password. no. I went to my sign in. I can't type my password. Sorry, guys. Um, uh, yeah. But it's just a simple little light. You know, I keep explaining to everybody, you know, these cameras are amazing, but the more light you can give them, the better off they are and the happier they are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's the same with this, like this webcam I'm using. So this is the, the, for this Hangout and for all of the TWIPs for the most part, it's been a Logitech C920, uh-huh. but behind it I have an Octabox that is just one light that's big. It's positioned really close <laughs> to, the, to the camera, like right behind it. So I have light you, you all over me. You so simple yeah. at the beginning. And you're look, like, you know, you Joe, you're dark. I look you marvelous. Your, your you know? skin tones and look amazing. <laughs> look at that, look at that. Yeah. I'm in a bunker, sorry, outside of the <laughs> Belgrave. Apologize. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the basement of the White House over there, just That's hanging right. out. <laughs> no, it's all good. Well, cool, man. So, Tim, that was the uh, what was that called? Selfie ring light. Selfie ring light. Cool. Yeah. So we'll link over that. Twenty bucks. That would have been a good stocking stuffer, man. Oh, Come perfect. On. Yeah. And yeah. I keep it like I said. I keep it in the bag. Just how for does other that, stuff now. How does it work with your? Well, like what other stuff do you shoot with it? No, I'm just just a light. It's just a good little light. I can clamp on things. I actually held it above somebody's head for some focus the other day. Oh, nice. Just, you know, okay. so it's just, cool. a, just, just, you know, I love little lights. All right. Look at that. All right, Joe, man. Well, what got, is your uh, pick of the week? Two quick ones. Uh, the first one, because I never talk about yeah, gear, is the um, one of my lenses. I went from prime this year to zoomable, adjustable. Uh, the the Takina 11 to 16 millimeter. Fantastic. Workhorse. Dropped it four times. Hasn't broken. It's a beast. Yes, it's a it's an excellent excellent lens. Uh, as you can see, it's got it's got almost five stars on uh, on Adorama, which is great. Yeah, uh, a friend of mine who shoots concert work um, recommended it because his his old one, he had Nikon, it was fragile. He said, "Man, get this Takina, you'll love it." And I I've dropped it several times. It's great. Nice. And uh, for the readers out there, I found this really awesome pulp series called Flash Gun Kate Casey. And these are uh, mysteries, and the detective is a crime scene photographer in the 40s. 
is great. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, a crime and, and scene they photographer were in the 40s. In the 40s. Yeah, he's he's kind of post Hammett, but um, Flash Casey has a whole series of these little pulp mysteries, and he's a, a crime scene graph flex using photographer. It's great. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. That's I got to awesome. read that. Oh, man. Oh, it's not on uh, Audible, but all right. I guess I have to read. You have to actually read. <laughs> I, know, I have to actually read now. It's what is book. that? Frederick, I know. Sorry. Sorry, man. It's a book. You know, come on. Read, read the book it. and then go shoot some film. I know. No, 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 no. no. That is cool, and though. I, I, that is really cool. I saw cool. a footnote. Okay, who knew? Of a, I was reading a, an essay, and someone in the footnote wrote about this flash gun Casey, and I was like, oh, what's this? And they're still out there, and they're in print, and they're great. That's cool. All right, so I have a pick, and my pick is is really not. Well, you're the boss. Related. You're the boss. It's so kind it of photography related, but it's inspirational. So there's this audio book. It's called. It's actually relatively new. It's called The Game, and the sub the subtitle is The Game Is Life, Book One, and it's written by an author Terry Schott, S C H O T T, and okay, here's the premise of the book. And I'm a science fiction nerd slash geek, so and it'll become clear after I tell you what the premise is. So basically, it posits that we are, you know, the whole Elon Musk thing about we're living in, we're basically a simulation, so we're living in a simulation right now. It's about that, but it takes it like 10 levels beyond. Like there's this, basically, Earth is a simulation from another planet that duplicated their environment onto this thing called earth so we're exactly the same and the the computers that are running earth the simulation are so high powered that there are entities on earth that don't even know that they're simulated and some of them do know and they're controlled by characters that live on the other earth so it's, Jeez. it's Ma- ridiculous the and Matrix? It even, uh, it, what? Who makes? Who wrote awesome, it? Man. I said the Matrix. Oh yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of like the Matrix. It's, it's very. Cool. It's like the Matrix meets the Truman they, Show. Isn't isn't Amazon <laughs> Prime doing a series of that, Frederick, on the game, the game series? Yeah, I, I, I think I've so. Heard that, yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I just finished book one. I got to move into book two. It is it is seriously mind bending because they 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 talk about all these things that are like tied into reality they're like even religion so (laughs) So they're they're like religion religion is a construct on earth that somehow came about because the programs need something to that they need to feel like there's something beyond them so they created this concept of religion you know it just goes on and on they talk about the pyramids and all that stuff it is really it's really really good so and that's an audiobook it is an audiobook, yeah. Well, you can get it in both, but I got the audiobook. So it's, uh, you know, I'll, and I'll, I'll blend it into photography. When you're tired of shooting all the time, you sort of relax and turn your brain away from photography, turn it yeah. on to something like this, and it'll inspire you to do different things. Because, like, right. like, like, reading, listening to slash reading this book, it's like, oh, man, that would make a good shot. How would you do that? Like thinking, like listening to these audiobooks and then thinking of how you would illustrate that in a right. photo. It's like yeah. it, it starts lighting up different synapses in your brain. I like that. No, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Go check it out. Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, the game. <clears throat> it's called The Game. And the subtitle is The Game is Life, book one. And it's written by Terry Schott, S-C-H-O-T-T. All right. Cool. See, I told you this show is all about me. It's all this week in Frederick. <laughs> 
<laughs> this week in Frederick, Twiff. That's right. <laughs> Let me get a Twiff of that. <laughs> Nice. All right, cool. All right, guys, we are at the end of this show. Tim, what's going on with you, man? What do you got coming up? What are you working on? And where can people find you? Just uh, my website, inglephoto.com. You can have Ingle Photo Inc. on Instagram or just Tim Ingle. Um, and I'm just gearing up for the new year. And I've got corporate clients, you know, getting ready to roll that second week of January that I've got to yeah. get after. And just back to the back to the pushing the button. The working pros, yeah, yeah. They say that our job in twenty, you know, in this this new future reality that we're living in, we we stare at glowing screens and press plastic keys. That's what we. That's do. pretty depressing, <laughs> man. That's pretty. Depressing. I'll tell you the, you know, it and it was a it was a great year, and I'm I enjoy what I do more than I did when I started. <laughs> it is. It's true, right? Isn't yeah, that true? I, I guess yeah. that. So. All right, cool, oh, man. Yeah. Well, well, Tim, welcome, man, and thanks for coming on again. Hopefully, we'll have you on the show more in uh, in in twenty seventeen. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And Mr. J M Giordano, Joe Giordano, what's uh, what's up with you? What's coming up next? And where can people find out what you're working on and the stuff that you do? Uh, my Instagram is uh, J M Giordano Photo. If you want to follow me on there, uh, I just redid my website, J M Giordano Photography sensing a theme here um dot com and i sent you a couple things Uh, i just sent you a link to my t-shirts that i teamed up with um a t-shirt company is printing them for me and have the proceeds proceeds are going to reporters without borders Mm. um it's a uh it's a play on that second amendment t-shirt So yeah, it's it's been selling pretty well. We have one with uh, mics and one with pens. So we cover all the journalists, radio, print, and camera. And um, kind of a big announcement: I'm starting a new podcast. We've uh, nice. Yeah, we've we've recorded one, and boy, was that a difficult birth! I have so much respect <laughs> for you, Frederick. You don't even know, man. <laughs> it's walk a mile in I my know, shoes, buddy. I, yes, I am. I am. <laughs> It's Those called. Shirts are um, great. Those are cool. Yeah, it's called. Oh uh, wait, look at this one. Look at this one. I'll give you my mics. Yeah, when yeah. you brought. Them. Yeah, and we <laughs> have mine. pens. Also, pens down there for the oh, for the print journalists. Yeah. It's all about First Amendment. Yeah. So I um, love it. I love it. So the the the, the podcast is called uh, Ten Frames Per Second, Ten FPS, and it's uh, by photojournalists with photojournalists for everybody, and it's out of uh, Loyola College is is sponsoring it. And it's going to be a strictly photojournalism podcast. No gadgets. That's all you guys. We're going to get down and dirty with some uh, photojournalists. That's Very awesome. cool. Very cool. All right. You're, we'll promote that. Let me know. Yeah. Well, well, you're going to give me a link to it. So the link's in there already. So we'll link to it from the show notes for this episode. And we'll help you get the word out, man. Yeah, definitely. Welcome welcome to the podcasting fray. see any photojournalism podcasts. Didn't see any. So we're going to try to fill that hole. Okay, good, good, absolutely. And we'll have you on more as well to help fill that hole on TWIP because I think you are one of the few, you might be the only, but definitely one of the few photojournalists oh, that we have on the show. I'm not worthy. <laughs> and there's going to be a lot of subjects this year. Oh, yeah, this is going to be, yeah, and I, I like enjoy having you on, Joe, because <laughs> you're, I, I, you don't pull I, your punches. I, I, so I that's, use clean uh, language. That, it's I necessary. From, uh, other guests not to use language. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> 
yeah 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 it's uh, it's okay to be colorful I but when it. you turn I'm, off the I'm people learning. that should be listening to I'm your learning. message yeah. um, I, I just got my press credentials for the inauguration uh, so I'll, cool. uh, I'll, I'll be up on the platform the podium near there i'll let you know that should be interesting okay. yeah, that should be yeah. that should be interesting yeah you'll have to come on and tell us how that went that'll be I, awesome yeah I, I expect that to be exciting too. So, uh, yeah, cool. It definitely I, historic. I'm expecting like <laughs> so, blood rain in the just, skies. Just like the last inauguration like was historic. <laughs> All right, guys, we are at the end of a, the last episode of 2016 of this week in photo. We can put a nail in that coffin for this this season of TWIP as we move into the wonderful 2017. Be sure to check out all of our shows over at thisweekinphoto.com. You can subscribe to all of our podcasts. And uh, you know, also check out the TWIP school, as you probably heard in some of the ads that we in- inserted into this show. Um, we've got a lot of new stuff that is happening over on the TWIP school. You can find that at twipschool.com. And with that, it is time to take that lens cap off. Thank you.